going on, everybody? Welcome to the show, or welcome back to the show. Welcome to the John of Your Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones, one of the founders here at Midway Wind Productions, also producer, writer of the show as well. With me, as always, one of my co-founders, one of the best dudes in the business, writer, producer, co-founder, director, Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Super happy to be here. Highlight of the week right now. Oh, amen to that, brother. Amen to that. We got some lot of news going on, man. I mean, you sent me the Tarantino stuff. Shazam came out and apparently flopped. Um, <laughs> yo, did you, did yeah. you see Shazam yet? Um, I did. Did you? You you did see it? I saw it last night. Yeah. I I'll, okay. I I haven't seen it yet, but I okay. I did see like a a breakdown of um of the end credit scenes though. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a non-spoiler for everyone down the road. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have some thoughts. I will say that I have some thoughts, and I kind of think I'm in the majority of majority of people when they think about this movie. But um, but first off, hey, hey again, welcome back, welcome everybody. Again, episode number ten. We are now in the double digit num- double digit numbers. This is Nick's favorite number, number ten. So you know it's gonna yes. be a good episode. Um. Yeah, episode number ten. Yeah, thank you guys for thank you guys for supporting the show, watching the show. It means a lot to us, all of us here. Um, again, we'll house we'll housewarming um, as we go on. Housewarming housekeeping that is. Um, yeah, and you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're also on again. You can find us anywhere on those major audio and, pl- um, and podcast platforms. And if you want to find the show, you can find us at Midway Avenue Productions on Instagram as well as TikTok now. I'm doing a lot more TikTok, trying to figure out how to do like the short form videos and reviews and more marketing for the show. So again, at Midway Avenue Productions on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, might be doing a Twitter soon, but yeah, we'll see. But also again, we also have a website. We are, we are MidwayAvenueProductions.com. We have reviews from both Nick, myself, Joel, who we are as, as a company, as a show. Uh, again, uh, links to our social medias and LinkedIn. You want to connect, connect us with us there. My email's on there as well. Again, Again, you can find us on all major po- major audio and platform and podcast platforms, as well as all major um, again Instagram and TikTok. Again, follow the show there. Yeah, like I said. So first off, yes, Shazam. So <laughs> I don't. I think I think you and I both we both liked Shazam for what it was back in 2019, but we didn't think it was like anything like groundbreaking, right? I feel like you and I both kind of like had the same. Like, yeah, it was cool, but it was anything like oh, amazing. It was just another decent yeah. DC entry. Yeah, it it seemed like um, I like okay. So I'm I'm gonna say it like this. I don't mean any disrespect to like anybody when I say this, but after, I think it, it kind of for me it started with like the first Wonder Woman movie. I noticed there was a slight and pardon me, everybody. I'm a little sick. I might sound a little congested or whatever, but I'm gonna try to power through this. But with like the the first Wonder Woman movie and then like Aquaman, I noticed the DC movies tonally they just felt. A little bit diff- definitely with um, the 2017 Justice League movie, but they felt just mm-hmm. a little bit lighter in tone, and they felt yeah. like they they were they were fun. Like Wonder Woman and Aquaman, love those movies, but I miss the kind of more hardcore, um, more visceral kind of gritty feeling that Man of Steel and 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 BVS and um and the Suicide not the Suicide Squad, but the um, David Ayer Suicide Squad had mm-hmm. so. And I, I saw Shazam, and it was it was fine. I liked the the message about family and all of that stuff. But overall, it was like ah, uh, like it's I I can't I I guess I, I can't really like re- I can't really reconcile like this really goofy character in the form of Billy Batson's Shazam exists yeah. 
in the same universe that um, <laughs> Henry Cavill's Superman and Ben Affleck's Batman from BVS exist in, because it's like uh, I don't. Um, I get like not. Ev- I get everybody's like universe and everybody's like stories and everybody's perspectives are all going to be different. But it's like it's too weird because also in the first Shazam movie they have. Um, excuse me. Uh, they had Batman merchandise in the store, yeah. so it's it's, yeah. it's little stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. Really, I'm not really feeling it. And then you know it was. Overall, like it was, it was fine. It was probably like a low C for me. Just totally, it was, it was very just kind of like middle of the road. It wasn't bad. It wasn't really good. It was just like, eh. But leaning a little bit more towards the rock side. Now, when the trailer for um, Fury of the Gods came out, I was, I'm still kind of in that mindset. Like uh, sh- the way that they did Shazam in the movies, like I'm not, like I'm not dying to see it i was never asking for it but i know it's like okay it seems like they're kind of changing some stuff up like they they had redesigned yeah. the suits which um no nah, nah, i won't say that because it's kind of spoilery maybe but um they had redesigned the suits a little bit and it was like, okay interesting and then the, the trailer came out and i like i'll admit that the trailer was fun i liked it and it, it got me not necessarily hype but it was like okay th- this was a good trailer um, but it still kind of felt like I feel like when I watch the movie, it's not gonna match the tone of this trailer because that's happened a few times to me in the past where like the trailer seems really dark and awesome and just like a really kind of good time. But then the movie, it's much more, it's it's much lighter in tone. And then it's like, well, uh, it's and then like I just don't end up enjoying it as much. Like they did that with um with Iron Man three that that Iron Man three trailer, bro. When it was again, oh, it was yeah. like dog was heavy. It was like, bro, is he is he gonna oh, die? Yeah. You know, they had Ben Kingsley with that with the Loki uh, 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 Tom Hardy Bane voice, like heroes. There was no such thing. I was like, oh my gosh! I'm yeah, like the music was dark. The music was heavy. The last shot of the trailer was him uh, carrying the suit in the snow. No music. It's just him, and the only sound you hear are the footsteps in the snow and and the wind howling. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. And then Dark Knight Rises, the very very first teaser. It's Gordon in the hospital bed. It's all dark, and they're talking about like heavy shit. Like, um, oh man, like we try to bury evil, but it's coming back, and da 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 da. And then you get like quick flashes of Bane, and and then you see Gotham City, the the Gotham City skyline, like crumbling and and um mm-hmm. and like falling down. And then like the last shot of that trailer, you see Batman. He's trying to put his hands up, but he just he can't. And like you see like this giant <laughs> arm that takes up like three fourths of the frame, and it's like. <laughs> oh man oh batman you need to get up out of here man you about to get your ankles broken by somebody man like because yeah, yeah like bane was up there like walking on soul like walking up the stairs like dun, 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 dun. like he was walking like what's that 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 male hippo from madagascar where like he was just oh, pushing uh, everybody out the way with his shoulders like not even looking at him not even trying it was it was kind of like that i was like oh man and then the movie it was it was kind of like that but it was like it was like nah like i need something that's more like it was it wasn't it was it was kind of dark, I think, like narratively, but not like dark and and heavy in the way that that trailer was. So again, I'm a I'm tying this back to um, Shazam two. That's the vibe I'm getting from the trailer. Like, yo, this looks dark. It looks like some some heavy stuff is about to go down for our main characters. And like, I like the song that they use. And again, like the tone and everything. But it's still kind of like, um, I'm at I'm. I'm older now than like I have been in the past. I feel like I've learned yeah. a little bit now. Like I don't want to be um like tricks. So I'm kind of like uh that like so Shazam Fear of the Gods overall. I'm like uh like I might watch it if it comes out on HBO Max or something like that. But even in the trailer, like you had um it's it's Alice's daughters, which okay, interesting 
um, interesting characters to use. And I'm like, okay, I, I like that because the, the concept of Atlas, I like a lot. It's just a man with literally with the world on his shoulders. So like just that imagery is, is iconic. But then it's, it's a little weird for me when I see that Helen uh, Mirren and Lucy Liu are sisters and they're about to take on the Shazam family. It just, it seems like both of them are amazing actors. I haven't seen them in a movie that I dislike. I've never seen a performance from them that I dislike, but this seems a little bit like Disney, like Disney Channel original movie casting. It's like, you just got like kind of two random people and said they're related. This, oh, this is like in, in, in 84 when um, uh, Pedro Pascal's Maxwell Lord oh, uh, yeah, character, right. his son was like Asian. I was like, I, I haven't seen the mom character, so maybe he's mixed or maybe he's adopted or something, or maybe it's just it's it's a father-son oh, relationship but they're not really like father-son or something like that i don't know like it just seems kind of when when movies do that it kind of takes me out of it because now mm-hmm. i'm like okay i'm trying to figure out the logistics of this um yeah. i went on a whole rant my bad bro no, just, no, <laughs> man, this, this is this is, this is, this, is show, this is a show man this is what this is what i want to hear oh, the viewers want to hear this man the viewers want to hear what you just say because you're right because you have such a passion for this thing that's why again i thought like to our viewers i told this to nick all the time if DC hired Nick tomorrow, or and Marvel hired Marvel hired Nick tomorrow, I'm telling you, you guys would see some gourmet shit. Like you guys would see mm. some <laughs> top of the line shit. I'm telling you, no one knows this stuff more than Nick. When I have a question about stuff, I ask him. Nick has a whole like encyclopedia brain of like DC and Marvel stuff, and it's so impressive. I'm telling you again, DC, Marvel, Marvel, you're listening to us. Hire this man. This man knows his shit. I'm, t- I'm joking. I'm, I'm being 100. percent When I first met Nick in college, I was like, "Wow, he knows so much." I learned so much from you when we see when we saw Avengers or we saw you know Endgame or whatever or Black Panther or uh, Black Adam, whatever. I learned so much from you because you you make me look at things differently. Like even with BVS, as you know, I, was, I wasn't a big BVS fan before I met you. I met you, you. Go, nah, bro. Ultimate cut, man. Ultimate cut the way. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. And I was like, fuck, man, you're right. That's a way better cut because I saw more to the story. I saw more than that Snyder wanted to show in the storyline. So I swear, mm-hmm. man, you know, again, I again, I bat on to you, my friend, because you know so much, and it always impresses me. Because I'm like, man, this guy knows his shit. Hire this man. Hire this man tomorrow. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I appreciate that. I'm just, I'm just a little nerd. That's all it is. I'm just a comic book nerd. But it's the show, yeah, man. like. But I'm, yeah, like I'm, I'm like um, with with the whole like Shazam thing. It's like it's just like I don't know. It just seems it's kind of too um like I don't even know how to word it. Like I don't want to say it's whack, but it just it seems very very watered down from yeah from what I would uh, want to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also like Zachary Levi, um, I, he's he's a good actor in my opinion. I I don't think he's necessarily right for for the Billy Batson character because he also doesn't look like or rather he doesn't act like the um the Billy Batson yeah. actor yeah so it's it's a disconnect for me there and I'm kind of like uh, it's, it's kind of weird for me too because like it's like I just all this magic shit that's going on and like the city's about to be like <laughs> ripped in half like if I yeah. was Shazam the first person I'm hitting up is Superman or like br- fucking anybody in the, in the Justice League. Like maybe Batman because he's Batman, but it's like like he wouldn't he's not on the top of my list, bro. Like you telling me uh, a fucking dragon came through? Nah, man, where's the Justice League at? Cuz like if, yeah. if if all the DC um characters do coexist in the same universe and there's a threat like that where literally the entire world is at risk, I feel like there's no um there's no reason for you like 
not to reach out to someone like Superman or Wonder Woman or the Flash or anything like that. And excuse me. Uh, uh, you should reach out to them to like help. So it always, and I get like from a, a movie making uh, a stance, it's like, well, we do not have the money or, or the budget or like the, the scheduling and all that. We don't have like all the resources just to bring back Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa just for, for this movie and blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, I, I get that, but it's it's always just so like weird to me. And the, the humor is just a little off. Like if I was, if I was going to do a Shazam movie, I would do it just a little bit, you know, differently. Um, I would do something crazy. I would do something just totally different with it. Yeah. Dude. I, you know, I, I'm with you on that. You know, I remember seeing, I remember seeing Shazam when it came out in 2019, I was in London during my semester abroad. I said, all right, I'm gonna watch this. I, like, I heard great, I heard great things about it. People thought early, it's amazing, it's so good. I was like, all right, this was like months after Aquaman. Aquaman made a billion dollars. Like, oh, I like, I, I like Aquaman a lot. I'll see this Shazam movie. Big Zach Levi fan. And I remember seeing it, and when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this was pretty good. I liked it. But the more I thought about it, the more I had problems with it. I said, uh. yeah, the suit looked really fake. Yeah, notice it's Zach Levi, but the suit looked very like overly buff. I'm talking about like you yeah. know it's not him all the muscle like you know you see you see you see Henry Cavill you see yeah. him without the suit he's huge like he's he's yeah. m- he's so muscular yeah muscular yeah it looked like if you Photoshop fucking um Andrew Garfield's like neck and head and put it on the Henry Cavill Man of Steel costume right. so it's like he looks he has like a narrow face but these big ass like wide ass shoulders and that, that was another thing for like during the shazam movie for me because a lot of people were saying like it just looks like what you were just saying it looks like he's in a muscle suit it doesn't look realistic and zachary levi was like guys um this is me i'm putting on muscle for the suit and it's and i'm like i'm like bro no one no one is saying you're not putting on muscle but you're not you there's no possible way you're putting on that much muscle yeah. like he looks like he's like a hundred pounds heavier and that hundred pounds is just purely muscle which physically it's impossible man it, like if, if you're let's say like like i'm i'm, I'm through with this like let's say i have like six months to to do a movie scene but like in this scene i need to be like muscular and like lean and all like ripped out you're not yeah. gonna gain 50 pounds of just straight lean muscle in that time period unless it's like peds or whatever like it's, it's gonna be like muscle and and water weight and and fat so it's like and like he, he even like had like the the little social media post, and he's like, "See, guys, I am working out." It's like, yeah, but you're still not as big as the as the costume is, bro. So then, and then I remember it was like, it was sometime I think after the movie came out, he made another social media post, like, "Yeah, guys, um, okay, yes, there's a little bit of muscle padding in the suit. I didn't get that big, but that's what I was saying. I was just working out, but it's just a little extra padding in the suit." I'm like, no, you were saying you were that big, bro. So that also like leading into the first exam, it was just kind of like. Uh, I don't know, man, because it's like it just seemed kind of weird to me. Like, just say what's actually going on. Yeah, I, I, trust me, I, I completely agree. No, this is Zach Levi, but yeah, it's like, yeah, we know it's not you. Like, again, I mean, again, look at The Rock. I mean, The Rock didn't wear a lot, didn't wear much padding at all in his Black Adam outfit, and it shows. Okay, that's that's you know, The Rock is you know huge. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. So like, um, uh, it's yeah, I had the same issue with that, and. Yeah, I'll talk about it later, but but yes, I had some issue with it. And I was like, wait, it was good, but it was just kind of missing something. And you know, some of the humor didn't really work for me. But I did love the whole family story of it. But again, this movie's been out for no, what, four years. Yeah, four years now. But again, the ending I thought was kind of just like didn't feel just like the whole Shazam family didn't didn't feel earned. It didn't feel earned whatsoever. And I get it, right. it's a whole family story. You gotta give them powers. I get it, move the story forward. But is it? It doesn't really feel. It doesn't really feel like earned. And again, I love Mark Strong as an actor. 
he was doing his best as a villain in that movie. Again, he was he's good. He plays a good menacing, but like I see him in I see him in villains all the time in movies. I'm like, oh, he's, he's gonna be a villain, like in Kick Ass or Sherlock Holmes and you know other oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's typecasted as the villain, so I'm like, oh, he's gonna be the bad guy. Which again, I okay, respect I, that. I got a question for you. I got a question for what? you, then because you just this, this pops up in my head just now. Um, if if you're gonna cast uh, Mark Strong as a as a DC hero, who who would you get him as? You know, <laughs> didn't he play? Didn't he play one in fucking uh, Green, Green Lantern? Oh, kind of, because he was yeah, he played um he played Sinestro in Green Lantern, but Sinestro in the comics that's um. That's the Lex Luthor to to his Superman, right? But he right. In, in the comics, like he started off as a Green Lantern and then he became a Yellow Lantern, and you know it was a whole thing. As a you know, as a hero, I think he's I think he's a bit too old now to play a hero. I think again, this is kind of, again this is again. I know I say he type as a villain, but I'm telling you, he dude, he could play a really good Lex Luthor. Like I I I can see. I mean, again, yes, he's bald. My, I know he's bald. Not trying. That, that's the only reason why he could do Lex. <laughs> that's it. That's the only reason why. But like, I could see. I could. See, but he's like you know, even in you know, kick ass. He's very good as playing like a really greedy, like schmucky business guy. And I feel like okay, you know what? That's good for. He's very menacing as a villain. Again, I had no problem with him as a villain in Shazam. I, I think the movie had his like kind of issues here and there. I still enjoyed it for what it was, but wasn't like any yeah. like amazing. But good question, man. I don't know. I don't know if I cast him as a hero. I cast him either maybe as a villain or like I don't know. Good question. What about you? Who would you cast him as? As as a oh, I don't know. That's that's a good question because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, I can <laughs> <laughs> like um uh. Who has a hero? Like I like if if it was gonna be another villain, I could potentially see him as like a Mister Freeze uh, uh, type oh, of character. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I fuck with but that. Thank you, hero though. Mm, I don't know. That's um. That's the interesting one. I'm even kind of thinking. Uh, I don't like. I kind of want to say. I kind of want to say like Zeus maybe because I think he has like the voice and the demeanor. He doesn't. I don't. I don't think he has like the physique necessarily, and obviously like. You don't want to see like a bald Zeus, but it's like something yeah. about his his kind of like persona and, and the um that dark kind of energy that he has. Like that would be interesting to see. Like oh, this kind of not one hundred percent benevolent, seemingly all powerful character is the leader of the gods, and then it's like what kind of I think I think that could be interesting, especially if like they had it if they had like Wonder Woman actually meet Zeus her father, and like he is this kind of like scary almost villainous version of Zeus. If they did it like that, I feel like that could be cool. I'm trying to, yeah. oh man, it's a tough one. Maybe, oh, you know what? Maybe even if they were going to do a more serious uh, version of King Shark, I could see him doing like the voice for that uh, character. Okay. I could kind of okay, see I, that. I, I, I could see that. He, he, someone held my mind a few minutes ago. I was going to say something. No, Mr. Freeze would have been cool. Mr. Freeze. Anyway, he could have been Dr. Fate almost too. He could have been a cool Dr. Fate. Oh. Like Adam. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he had could, yeah, he, 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 he could have um the that because the 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 helmet of fate it's it's um it's a spirit that lives in there. That's what that's what gives yeah. him his powers. So he could legit play that spirit Naboo. I think that oh, if, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Like that would be dope. And then you have like he's you literally cast him as a cosmic deity, um essentially. <laughs> Cause he's one of he's one of like the the cosmic lords of order or something like that, and then yeah, oh yeah, that's a good. Oh okay, 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 Doug, I see, you, I see you. No, that was a really really good one. I'm just, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of throwing it out there. Um, but anyway, yeah, so yeah, I saw Shazam last night. I took Zayn and her friends. They're going to the Taylor Swift concert last night, so I was kind of like waiting for them. And so I went, went to the movies. 
So Shazam. And going in, I was like, I was like, oh man, like I was like, uh oh. I, I, I went going in. I heard like really not so good things, and uh. I was invited to a screening of it, a, a, a press screening of it last week. I, I had work to do. I was like, I, I'm just too tired to go. So I heard like not so good things about it, and I was like, oh crap, I'm not surprised. So I went in yesterday, yesterday with low expectations. You know, I went in and the theater was empty. Like I thought at like 5.30 p.m. The theater was empty. Like there was people here and there, a few kids in the front row. And I was like, this isn't a good sign. Like it, the movie, no, there's no one in this theater. And, right. I go, oh. and I was watching it. In the first 10 minutes, I said, yeah, I'm not liking this. I said, uh-oh. And it, yeah, and 10 minutes in? Back. 10 minutes in, dude, I was like, I'm not, I'm not really feeling this right now. Cause you'll see what I'm talking about. It is like, it's very, the first 10 minutes, if you do watch it, you're like, uh, okay, I guess. But it was very, it didn't, it just didn't feel like, okay, that's, that's my non, my out of theater reaction last night on TikTok. I said, this, the plot of this movie felt like a Wonder Woman plot than a Shazam plot. Oh, man. Yeah, with like Greek goddesses and you know again the daughters and you know mytho- Greek mythology and Athens and stuff. And I said, yeah, this is definitely this could have been a Wonder Woman plot or subplot than a Shazam plot. And it just in the writing you see too, you're just like, yeah. So I was like, all right. So anyway, so I'm like now 30 minutes in, and there's some parts I, it won me back. But to your point, the tone, it's this movie to me how I felt. Well, you said it perfectly. The first one, a little bit. The trailer actually was. It felt like a Disney Channel movie. It mm-hmm. felt very Disney Channel. I felt like the, you know, the humor was not landing. People in the theater was not la- the the five people that, that were in the theater. I heard oh, no one laughing. I heard no that's one not laughing. Good, bro. I heard no one. I heard no one laughing. And I chuckled like I was like huh, here and there, but I didn't like laugh. And I was like, oh no. And I'm watching. I'm trying like trying to you know give it a, give it a props. Give it a props. And the visual effects were very impressive. I'm not gonna lie, and I felt the acting was pretty good for the most part. Again, I give all the props to Lucy Liu, uh, Helen Mirren, and Rachel Ziegler, who played all the daughters. And I was okay. They're doing their best, but the material that was given to them just did not work. It did not work. Again, the dialogue, the dialogue was very corny and very hokey. Uh, the um, the jokes were not landing. It was very childish. Like the jokes were the jokes were targeted to children in a lot of ways. Oh no. But, but even the children weren't laughing. That's that's, <laughs> that's bad, bro. Because kids will laugh at anything, anything. bro. Yeah, I gave I laughing, gave my yeah. nephew a high five the other day, and he just started cracking up. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like, bro, <laughs> yeah. if you're writing jokes and kids aren't laughing, that's yeah, that's no were, bueno. No bueno, right? And the kid, dude, I'm telling you, the kids were laughing more in the trailers for the Ninja Turtle reboot than this movie. And I said, oh, oh no, bro. These kids were laughing at the Oppenheimer trailer before we said this. Oh, at the Oppenheimer trailer, dude. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer showed the trailer show before the thing, but no, I'm totally kidding. But they were laughing at trailers more than the movie. Man, I, he's about to have me run out this house. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm the totally Oppenheimer kidding. trailer. Bro, oh, that okay. Oh, you got it. That was funny. I was like, I was, I bought it too because like that's that's here's the thing though. That's just like how much um the Shazam franchise to me like kind of just doesn't really. It it seems like it, it doesn't really like matter because yeah. it seems like okay we're we're gonna like we want to do our own DC universe because Marvel is really successful right now because they just had Avengers. So okay, bet 
We just had the Dark Knight Rises. Let's do Man of Steel. And then boom, they do Man of Steel. Okay, bet. Yeah. Let's try to fast track it to, to Justice League. So then BVS and then Suicide Squad and the Wonder Woman. And then we have like Justice League. So it seemed like there was like still a plan with the first few movies. And then after that, it kind of seemed like let's just put out like whatever random movies. And that's just some, um, I think that's like a symptom of the larger issue I have with what DC and Warner Brothers were doing. And I, so I think like may, maybe I'm not being totally fair because like with, with Shazam 2, I'm kind of like, oh, uh, like I'm not, you guys keep putting out movies that we're not asking for. Obviously, this was before um, James Gunn's announcement of the DCU, but I'm like, bro, I do yeah. not want to see a Harley Quinn movie. I do not want to see um, a Shazam movie. Like I want to like do the the main like seven members of the league and then from there you know, that's when you start, like, splitting off and doing the other, like, kind of lesser-known characters, because it's, it was, it was just mind-boggling to me, like, y'all are prioritizing those guys over, like, over the fucking, over Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, and, like, Martian Manhunter, The Flash, and everything like that, like, uh-uh, man. Yeah. Heck no. I cannot it's co-sign that. Yeah, no, right, and that's not a priority. I, I like what you said, that's not a priority. They should be focused on this. Again, this because this movie, this is the Shazam movie, was made in 2021 or filming 2021. You know, before that Discovery bought Warner Brothers, before James Gunn was on that, James Gunn was announced to be you know DC Studios head. And I'm in this movie. I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, this movie can that was definitely made in the old era of DC Warner Brothers, pre James Gunn, pre Warner Brothers Discovery, and it shows. Uh-huh. And I was watching this, and I'm like, yo, I I I give Zach Levi a lot of props because he's try he's really trying. He's really trying. And I, I I I respect that, but I think another show I had too was that you know the, the kid the, the Billy Batson kid actor is is only what made five percent. He's barely in it, and it's mostly a Shazam movie. You see the kids oh, more. You see you see the other kids more, and their non Shazam you know form than you see actually Billy Batson. Which the kid the kid who's playing Billy Batson is a pretty good actor, and you know the the kid who's playing Freddie, you know who's in the movie the It movies. Also good actor as well, but like I just feel like this movie just and also um who's our boy the wizard um Hansu. oh that was that was another boy. thing when I saw when he was yes. in the trailer for part two it was kind of like oh y'all are just y'all are just doing like whatever the fuck and I was, I just feel like yes. I feel like they keep wasting Jimon Hansu as an actor oh, in these movies he's so fucking cool matter of fact um just trivia he wasn't that that um that Keanu Reeves Constantine movie oh that's right he was. He, he was in that. He was, he was Papa Midnight, and like when I was watching, I was like, "Oh dang, I didn't know he was in it like that." But bro, G, I'm telling you, get Jimon Hansu, you get him to play Martian Manhunter, either him or Harry Lennox. I oh, say, yeah. uh, you know, e- e- either or. I'm I'm a little biased, but yeah, bro, that'd be dope, man. You got it, like, bro, Jimon Hansu. You gotta you gotta give him a big character, dude. I also give Jimon Hansu a lot of props for this this new Shazam movie that again that came out this weekend. I, you know what, he really also too. He's really trying his best. And I think you can tell he's like, I'm over this shit. Like, I'm over this shit. Because, <laughs> like, he's really trying, yeah. man. He really is. I, yeah. I, gave him, I gave him, Hello, Miriam, Lucy Liu, Rachel Ziegler, and Zach Levi the props of this movie. Because you, you can tell they're really trying. Like, they're really trying to have, have a good time with this movie. But it just, the writing does not work. The structure felt really flat. The jokes were not landing. And you can see the visual effects were cool. But the movie, it just, it was, no, it was I wasn't interested. Like, it, it was another generic action superhero movie that didn't cha- it didn't change anything you know it didn't bring anything new to the table it was very kind of like copy and paste of like a bit of the first Shazam with like other DC movies that we've seen before and like I said that this movie this, the plot of this movie felt more like a Black Adam or Wonder Woman uh, plot than a Shazam movie plot 
again, the writing does not work. It's just I, I was disappointed going out. I was like, yeah, this movie sucked. I was like, that sucked. But I was very, very disappointed with it because I was like, I wanted, I wanted more. And this mm-hmm. didn't give it to me. And like I said, I, also, too, I think another, another issue, too, is that everyone knows come next year, James Gunn's DC will going to re, reboot mostly everything. So guess what? We probably won't see Shazam anymore or see, you know, um, Zach Levi anymore, which sucks. It's it is, but it, is, it, is, it is what it is. It's 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 unfortunate. So I gave this a five out of ten. Honestly, I'm being generous with that five. If you ask me, I'm giving it a five Ooh. out of ten. I'm very generous with that. There's two post cursing as you already know. Again, no spoilers to our, to our audience. To, my, to our audience, if you're a big DC and a big and a big Shazam fan, I would go say see it. I would see it at a really really early matinee or our discount Tuesday for five dollars. But if I were you, I just, I would personally rather just I would rather just wait on HBO Max or a rental or whatever because it to me it just was it was a miss. It was a miss, and they tried they tried really hard. But it just didn't work. The it just it didn't it didn't feel like it was bringing anything new. It, it didn't feel like it didn't have like a unique soul to it. It just felt like okay, another another Shazam movie. All right, here we go. And like I said, the writing bothered me a lot, and I wish that they took more time with this or reinvented something with the Shazam character if they could. But with this, I I was very disappointed. I did not like this at all. And like I said, I'm giving it a five out of ten for Jamon Hansu, Lucy Liu, Helamir, and Zach Levi, Rachel Ziegler, because I gave I really do think they were trying their best. It just to me was missing the charm. It was missing like it felt like a DC movie, but again, it felt more like a HBO Max, almost like a again, Disney Channel like straight to video mm. movie. I just didn't I didn't feel like it felt DC light, huh? DC, yeah, DC Light, literally like DC Light, DC Zero, because it really like <laughs> DC Zero. Ooh, it, just felt, it just felt like they could have done more with it. And again, I think too, this movie had an opening at thirty million dollars. That's terrible. That's really bad. And that's half of what uh, Black Adam made, and that's way less than the first Shazam made. And if you're trying to like get this character still relevant, this movie did not do that whatsoever. And it, the box office, but like, I, but like I said too. It's the idea that everyone knows that James Gunn is rebooting the DC, and it's like why invest in these characters when we know they're they're going to be rebooted in a year or two? It's just like why are we going to invest our time and interest in these characters when we know this is going to this is going to be gone? It sucks. Again, you know that cool Black Adam you know post crescent. You never like oh fuck yeah, bro, we're going. This is it. Oh my god, bro. And it's like we we invested that time and energy and you know hype for that scene. But then it's like now it's like oh just kidding again it's like not happening and now with Shazam it's like okay you have a second movie because the movie was filmed way before new DC's heads came on board and a new owner of the company. But to me I'm just like no one cares as much anymore because we all know he's gonna probably be going away or being recast or rebooted. So like I said I give it a five out of ten. I'm being generous with that five. So I had little I had somewhat expectations for this movie. I walked out saying yeah this, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny bro no hey well to your um your black adam comment though like yeah when when he brought back when when man when uh henry cavill superman came back i was dude i was so hyped for that scene that like had had you caught me a- outside of the theater i would have told you straight up like you know what dwayne johnson needs to be the dc uh kevin feige because it was like it was like bro like he did it he did what no one else could do like he finally brought back the Henry Cavill suit man. He was saying like he was saying all these ideas he had for for the um 
for the DC movies, like, yeah, we are going to have like a, maybe, maybe like a Black Adam versus Superman scene, but that's not what, what the whole thing is going to be about. It's just going to be a, uh, a moment in like a larger story. But what's funny is that he also yeah. used the, like, this is just chapter one in a larger DC universe. And it's interesting that uh, James Gunn is also saying this is part of chapter one. I do kind of feel like, um, I kind of wonder if uh, maybe Zachary Levi's Shazam or and or uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam might come back, though, because when 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 Dwayne Johnson said, like, yeah, I'm not going to be in chapter one of this, da, 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 like he left it at that. He didn't say, like, I'm not going to be in it anymore. Like, I'm out of the DCU. He said, I'm not going to be in chapter one. So I don't know if, like, it's legit. um 100% plan like maybe he's going to be in like chapter two or three somewhere down the road or if he's just kind of like if he's just bluffing like I'm I'm gone now but like maybe I'll come back but it kind of depends on you guys and it depends on if I'm able to like kind of like finesse my way back in but you know it's just kind of like, something, something to think about yeah that's, uh, yeah like I said I feel like if, I think you and I both had the same kind of like expectation for this movie this is jam movie and yeah, it it wasn't it. And again, uh, unfortunately, that thirty million dollars that that that's, not, that's a really bad return for them. You know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next with what's next. The Flash. I hope the Flash has some kind of momentum. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we got but, Flash, um, Aquaman, Aquaman and, last one. and then the Blue Beetle movie. I feel like oh, um, the Blue Beetle movie. Yeah, because I think obviously I don't know, but I feel like. Um, the D- the the Blue Beetle movie is just going to be part of the DCU because like I don't see why it wouldn't be at this point. Like you made the Blue Beetle movie and it was you made it at a time where it was kind of in this like limbo. Should it be in the DCEU or the DCU? Well, right. the DCEU, as we know, is already out. So just add like an end credit scene or add, do like ADR line in there that lets you know like when you see Blue Beetle, it is just going to be part of the DCU. And that way you don't have another Batgirl situation where, hey guys, we finally finished Batgirl and it's ready to release. And then it just like, hey guys, we're actually not going to be showing you guys Batgirl, which means all of those yeah. people's, um, all their hard work and effort, it was all for not basically. So I'm like, for the sake of everybody on, on Blue Beetle, like I hope they continue the character in the dcu because blue beetle is a fun character like i feel like he's kind of like yeah. the dc spider-man in a way I, I heard a lot about him and I'm, and I'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to seeing the movie okay so speaking of it since we're on the topic now to our next topic this is something i think you and i both can discuss very in depth and lengthy is again for our viewers listen for our listeners too nick is probably the biggest superman fan i've ever met and i'm telling you this man has the cool has the really cool man of steel logo on his chest uh, tattooed it is one of the coolest tattoos i've ever seen in my life and this man wears it with pride man because nick knows superman more than anyone else and that's a fact um <laughs> i i think we both said on episode number two or three of the podcast we both said listen james Gunn is doing stuff that's fine but i don't want to see him direct everything and it was announced this week Ooh. james gunn will be directing he, he, he was he's he, he gonna write uh, superman legacy a you know, month ago whatever okay that's fine writing's one thing but directing is a different thing and yeah. there you go at the shazam premiere i guess this was kind of smart on their end because they, they knew that shazam would probably get pretty dismal reviews as it's a game right now they said all right cool new headline we're gonna have we're gonna have uh james gonna direct a superman movie that to me was a very good i think either a pr or publicity move because they knew shazam was probably getting some really ugh, reviews so they said, yeah. "All right, how, let's kind of throw them off the trail. Let's get a let's get a new let's get a new thing going on." Um, 
And so I was like, uh oh. And that game's announced. He's going to do Superman Legacy. This, I again, this is, yeah, so, 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 so I'll say it before, so I'll say it again. I am a James Gunn fan. I really do. I think he's a great filmmaker. I think he's a good storyteller. He knows how to, he knows, he knows how to balance characters very, very well. Superman to me, this kind of bothers me for different reasons, for a few different reasons. One is that you're you're the you're a studio head now. You're writing your first you're directing and writing your first movie as studio as co-studio head that is, sorry. That to me is like it's a lot of responsibility cuz now if you cuz you're doing yeah, you're the studio head, you're the creative producer, director, writer. That's a lot of that's a lot of responsibility. That's very overwhelming for for one person. And another mm-hmm. thing too is that I don't know if his style will match a Superman movie. Personally, it's I don't want to see like the goofy, you know, Guardians two. What's your name? Taserface jokes in Superman. I don't want. I don't want to see that. Like I love right, the first Guardians, right. I really do, and I like Peacemaker, and I like his Suicide Squad for what it was. I didn't love those movies, but I do love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. I'm pumped. Volume Three. I hope it delivers on all on all ends. But Nick, I think again, as someone who's the bigger Superman fan than I do, and again, if someone we, we both love Man of Steel too so much. What Heck do yeah, you, bro. What do you also too? The the plot apparently came out saying, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be about his like discovering his Kryptonian heritage. That was uh, Man of Steel. That was Man of yeah. Steel. That That's was true. The movie Man of Steel. <laughs> So Nick, I'm, what do you what do you think about this? Again, you're the you're the, you're the DC, you're the Superman, you know, expert in this podcast. What do you think about this news of James Gunn doing? He's directing and writing and producing and being the studio head of his own Superman movie. I feel like so. It, um, initially, when it was announced that he was going to be the studio head, I was I was basically against it. I was like, it just seems like. He, uh, DC nabbed him up because he's a great filmmaker and like everybody loves his Guardian movie, so it's like, okay, bad. Like everybody likes him. Let's hire him and you know let's let him do uh, like, Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, like like uh, like you just said. And then it was like okay, and then it was weird because he was saying like yeah, they just let me do whatever I wanted with these characters, and that t- that always just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like like why? But um, and then like you know the the show's released and then it's announced. Okay, bet he's gonna be uh he's gonna be the head of DCU now along with uh, Peter Safran. And it was like re- the the Suicide Squad guy, the Peacemaker guy. You like you know what I mean? Like it's like I don't know, man. I think I would have rather had like Dwayne Johnson or um even David S. Gore because David S. Gore had been working on all kinds of comic book movies and properties and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, gun like initially I was like I'm not feeling it, but then I was kind of um. The more I thought about it, the more I I heard people talk about him. Um, my opinion of him kind of changed because it's like okay, like everything that I was hearing about this guy was like he's really good at at like characters and all of his projects just have a lot of heart in them. So and he was even saying like yeah, you know obviously I'm gonna do like Superman and Batman, but if you know you got to tell the story about the little guy, so that's why I put like Polka Dot Man in it and and Rat Catcher and stuff like that. And I was just hearing stuff like that from him, and it's like okay, so he. He genuinely kind of cares about, like, as far as like film goes, like he cares about the humanity of all these people. Because I was rewatching the Suicide Squad, and mm-hmm. yes, Polka Dot Man was is a goofy character just in nature, bro. Polka Dot yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, had, had you told me in in 2013 after I seen Man Still, like, yeah, man, in the future, bro, there's gonna be a Suicide Squad movie with Idris Elba in it and the Polka Dot Man, bro. And I'd be like, man, shut the. F up, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I don't believe none of that. But again, he takes a really goofy character and he gives him, um, 
he, he makes him like relatable and sympathetic, and yeah. then it's kind of like you know you, you find yourself rooting for him. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm 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 picking up on that. And then you know I was just I was hearing stuff like that about him a lot. So my opinion of him just kind of kept changing. It was like, okay, okay, um, well, hopefully he's just kind of like in charge of the movies and he's not doing like too too much, you know? Because yeah. like you said, you've got all this other stuff you got to worry about, bro. And then it was like, okay, guys, here's the new DCU chapter one, and the first one was Superman. So that you know, I'm biased, obviously, but since you're, I'm like, you're starting it off with Superman, you're starting it off basically the right way. So to me, I'm like, okay, okay, maybe this James Gunn guy isn't that bad. And then you know, later on, it's announced, oh man, he's gonna be writing it. I'm like, um. Okay, seems like a a bit much for you to do because you're in charge of all these movies now. But okay, sure. And it's like you know, if he writes it, like it's like I kind of respect that because it's like not only my is this how I'm starting it off, but this is like by me writing the Superman movie, I am setting yeah. the tone. This is my DCU, so I'm like, okay, I I like that because if I was gonna be in charge of it. That's what I would do. I'm I'm writing the Superman story. Everything I would make, dude. The whole fucking universe, uh, the whole DC universe, would revolve around Superman. Like out of all of the movies, he would be the central character. You can get metaphorical with it. Like he's the center of the universe, just like the sun, and he gets path from the sun and blah blah blah. So I was like, okay, bet. And uh, but it was still kind of like, okay, well, hopefully he doesn't direct it because again, you gotta you gotta keep an eye out. Um, you gotta you gotta keep a watchful eye over all these properties. You can't be stretching yourself too thin because then the, everything's gonna fall apart. And as as um as DC fans, we cannot afford everything to just be falling apart. That's what happened with the DCEU. As much right. as I love all those movies, as much as I love what Snyder was trying to do with it, you know, no one was like fucking with it because it, they were trying to course correct while they were starting it off. So it's like, okay, you guys need to just have a very clear idea of where you want to lead, of where you want to go, and then you just go there. You feel me? So then it was, okay, well, hopefully he doesn't direct. And then it was announced, like, yeah, I think I'm going to direct it, too. And I was like, oh. okay. So it was like, I'm, I'm a little nervous, but then he was, um, I was hearing some of the stuff that he wanted to do with it, like, okay, I, I want my Superman to be in his like, mid-20s. It's going to be uh, focusing a little bit more on his life at the Daily Planet. I'm like, I'm like because, yeah. because of all the movies and stuff that I've seen from James Gunn, like, I, I could see that just in and of itself like okay so he's really it seems like he's really focusing on um more on the uh humanity of the character and to um because my, my roommate was saying this the other day bro like it seems like james gunn is, is going to be focusing more on the human aspects of clark kent instead of like the the large scale spectacle which is basically what snyder was doing yeah. not saying there's anything wrong with how snyder did it but i do kind of see what he means like snyder was kind of focusing on like look how you know, look at these characters. They're basically gods walking around amongst us mortals, and that was cool. I would, I would love a ten-hour cut of that type of Superman movie slash Justice League movie. You feel me? There's nothing I would love more. But if you do want um, all of the, if you want audiences to really relate to this character, that because uh, this arguably like um, underrated character, because a lot of people share Superman. A lot of people think that Superman is just super strong and he flies around and he doesn't do anything and there's like nothing special about him. But what they don't realize is, yeah. like, he he is, like, a very special character. So I think when James Gunn is saying, I'm about to write this movie and I'm going to direct it, I'm hoping he hones in on what makes Superman so special and what makes him such a, even though he's an alien, 
um what makes him such a human character because mm-hmm. like like i said like okay he's gonna be focusing on his life as clark kent it's gonna be um it's gonna delve into his kryptonian heritage a little bit like okay bet i i, I like that idea I'm not trying to be that guy but i'm like i wrote a little superman outline not too long ago and it kind of dealt with similar things because like he was the younger superman and it was dealing with him finding out more about krypton but that's this that's uh that's besides the point um yeah. so it was it's that and then he was he was saying um uh the the movie the superman is going to be released on his dad's birthday and like superman is a special character to james gunn because that's a character slash comic that he kind of shared with his dad so he was telling the story about it like yeah man like me and my dad bonded over uh comics and because i was i was having a rough time just kind of like relating to the kids when i was a kid and my dad made an effort like i walked downstairs one time and i saw my dad just reading a superman comic just by himself no one told him to read it he just did it himself and like it's like wow if he and when he's telling the story it's like that's like a really like special loving story so if he can kind of take that if he can take the essence of that memory and what he feels about superman and if he puts that in the movie i do i think it's going to be really good hopefully though you know he doesn't get too stressed out or too like stretched out like hopefully it's not too much for him to handle but like Mm -hmm. long story short I was initially against him being this involved in the DCU movies, but the more I think about it, the more I'm basically coming around to it. Now, having said that, I don't necessarily want James Gunn to just do his own thing. Like you said, I don't want him to make it like really funny, like how Suicide Squad and, and Peacemaker was. Like, I do want... It's like I kind of want... um a lighter version of like man of steel in a way like i, I want right. the action to be good the costume to be good the characters the writing all that stuff to be good i don't want to see trunks on the outside of the suit bro like dude like i like james gunn if you're listening to this do not put the red underwear on the outside of the suit man please i'm begging oh, you i will yeah. do anything man. like I, yeah like and, and if if there's a way you can like make it work where like it's technically not trunks but it just it kind of reminds you of that but it's it still looks cool and it doesn't look weird. Then okay, I'm I'm on board with that. But you know, I, I'm kind of nervous that James Gunn would do something like that because again, right. like, it kind of tends to lean into the humor a little bit more sometimes. But um, I was gonna say something, I totally forgot. But like <laughs> like I'm 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 coming I'm coming around to it. And yeah, I am. I'm coming around to the idea of, of him like of him directing and stuff like that. But I I do hope he he kind of I hope he doesn't go like too far like don't focus too much on the humor like focus on the humanity of everything make the action good make the costume cool and just you know just just tell a good human um story basically yeah and and you know what's kind of like i guess this is the same thing but he kind of has experience working with superman ish to a degree not so much with suicide squad but remember he he produced i think they were the treatment for that movie oh brightburn Yes, thank you. Yep. Yes, from my mind, Brightburn. Yeah, Brightburn. Um, Brightburn no. was something that um, was I thought I thought was a good premise, not so good execution, but he does have experience with that character whatsoever to a degree. To a degree, but I do. Uh-huh. But you said absolutely where I think he's that he knows how to bring character. He knows how to bring emotion out of characters. He knows how to bring emotion. You know, have you know, make characters they don't know likable everyone knows superman but to your yeah. point with, with, with polka dot man or even gardens of the galaxy who the hell were they when 2014 came out who, who were those guys 
And I think what he, to your point exactly, is that he knows how to, he knows how to bring emotion and give characters purpose and meaning, as well as like kind of exploring and and their humanity, who they are as people, who they are to to society, whether it's, again, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Tree, a raccoon, a uh, smuggler, uh, a really uh, angry destroyer, or a daughter who's a also also a also a um a warrior who's you know under her dad's really un- awful kind of reign as a villain which is you know Gamora so i i think i do think he's going to i think he's going to bring something different to the table for sure my fear I was so. i don't want to see him do kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy they start, the suicide squad kind of or peacemaker kind of humor because that does not match superman or and yeah, I would I would not fuck with that. No, it's and speaking of which, look who joined us. Look who joined us, everybody. Our also fellow co-host and founder of the show, Mr. Joel Kindlin. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Sorry, I had D and D, and I was busy killing a unicorn, and you know, yeah. Yes, as one does in a fantasy world. You know what I mean? Gotta kill a unicorn, make money. You know what I'm saying? They're pretty, but. They're also, you know, expensive. So, <laughs> so, so, yes. Hi, guys. I'm here. What the fuck are y'all talking about? He's talking about how James Gunn is now, he's going to be directing Superman. Now, he's going to be, remember, he's going to be, remember, he wrote it. He's going to be the DC, he's going to be the studio head, the writer, producer, and director. And me and Nick both said, there's not, there's never been a fil- filmmaker who also is the studio head making a movie. Yeah. And if he if he pulls it off though, if he if he's if he's doing all of this stuff and, oh, and he's here, and, he, here's, and the, the, the script is good and the movie's good, the direction's good, then I'll be like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'll fucks with it. I'm down. Yeah. So yeah. here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think he is creative. Uh there's pros and cons to this because uh, I came in and I heard you talking about how he can bring character out and stuff like that. That's great. We one, we don't know where he wants to start. Because it yeah. doesn't seem like they want to do the origin stories again. So we're at some point of either after their origin or in the middle of their life. So they could have gone through several things through this life, which really is interesting. And now we have several different variations of Superman. Now, which one is he going to bring in? You know what I mean? Because we have so many yeah. Superman comics, and a lot of the, like, here's the thing: through a lot of stories for comic books heroes, especially DC, there are a lot of similar things. But at certain points, things change depending on the writer of the comic books. Now, I just want to know which one he wants to bring to be the Superman, and two, like you're saying, I don't want to see that. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad joking, because this is Superman. Like, you can have some humor, but I don't want to see a lot of humor for Superman. So we said he's, he's not a dark, he's not a dark person, but he is very. The reason why Superman and Batman are best friends is because they take a lot of things seriously, just in different contexts. Yeah. So yeah. so Superman <laughs> is so concerned with the world and so is Batman. Uh like they they're very similar and people think they're nine day in reality they're really the same person. You know, Batman and Superman. 
It's just the yeah. way they go about saving people is different. And of course they have to because Superman he could he could punch a hole clean through about a hundred people with just a poke of his finger. You know what I mean? <laughs> um mm-hmm. And with Batman, he's human, so he has to literally break your arm to figure out what the fuck you're hiding from him. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you with an eighth and Gotham, you're done. <laughs> look, he he's a vigilante, and for a long time, a lot of cops, the cops did not like Batman. So of course, he has to hurt them because one, cops are either coming or some or uh, some more goons are coming. So he has to work yeah. fast. So breaking the arm's just gonna get straight to the answers. Anyways, um, I don't want to see that humor. I don't want to see anything that resembles the Marvel Universe at all. Because he's he's very creative. He's very good with characters. But when it comes to, to overall story and, like, a lot of, like, the world, there are a lot of similarities between the two when he did Suicide Squad and when he did, you know, Guardians. He has that same... Every every director has a style and you can recognize it through their works. There's something similar to it. With him, he takes comedy and he also takes it sort of lightheartedness. I don't want to see that lightheartedness with Superman. I want to see him... I want to see him be what you every like, let loose a little bit. like yeah. I want to see him be a '90s cop dad, and you guys <laughs> know what I'm talking about a '90s cop dad where he's there for you and very like you know he's there, but he's not like he's not like all willy nilly. He's not the crazy character. He's very serious and stern, but you know you could joke with him a bit. Because he's understanding, but he's, you know, again, at the end of the day, he's a cop. That's who he is. So he has to show, uh, he has to be a model, you know, a model person for kids and people around the world. And that's what Superman is. And so if James Gunn can do that, I love the movie. But his style of movie directing is what concerns me when it comes to this. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I can like it. But I don't want to like it. I want to fucking love it. You have to get this <laughs> uh, character right. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, I hope so, man. I, you know, I really, I really, I just, I think to what you know, Nick said a few minutes ago too is that again, he's not only writing, producing, directing, you know, casting. He's also a studio head now. And to Nick's point too, you don't want to be stretched too thin. Because I mean, look, I mean, to give an example, look at Kevin Feige, who's the president of Marvel Studios. He stretched too thin. I think he knew he had full control up until I don't know Endgame, and after that, with so many shows, it's been more it's been more quantity over than quality. You don't want to be stretched too thin. Yeah, I. What I want to see is a Dave Filoni thing when it comes to Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni kills it. Uh, I I know you guys. I I know. Yeah, John Favreau, he kills it. He works with Dave Filoni as well when it comes to, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure The Mandalorian as well. He's been yep, out the show. with that. Um, but um, I know you guys don't watch the anime series on Disney Plus, so the Star Wars shows, like like Clone Wars, Bad Batch, which 
shame on you guys. You guys really should, because there should be fucking fire. Okay, I'm pro- season two of Bad Batch is out right now. Okay, they're killing it. Anyways, Dave Filoni works on, like, all that, and he's so creative with him. Thank God that Disney is not, like, being so, like, hard-pressed on it, because he does so well, but, like, you know what I mean? He works on a lot of things for Star Wars, but he doesn't stretch himself too thin. I think right. that's what people like. You want to work on a lot of projects, but you have to sort of make a sacrifice of like, okay, like I'm cool with just being in this role for it, or a role or two when it comes to these things. And I think Dave Filoni does that really well because he can put be on multiple Star Wars projects. But he's still able to be like, all right, here's how we're going to do it and not be like, fuck, I got to run to this meeting and then I got to run to this meeting and then I got to fucking, you know, rights and stuff. And da, 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 da. like, he's not doing that. He's I, he's doing really well when it yeah. comes to Star Wars because the Mandalorian is still super loved. And the story, the lore, sadly, by the way, I don't want to spoil things when it comes to the Mandalorian, but fuck, there's certain things, <laughs> the new movies, <laughs> lore, fuck sucks anyways <laughs> like you're still working with it you know what I mean like, <laughs> like it's doing really well and you know Pedro Pascal man oh my god Kill it. killing Kill it. it everything he does he's killing it man. killing it yeah uh, but but I, I understand you guys' concern was like you know it's like like me I know all of us like if we had a thing you know like if we are a part of the DC universe or whatever like where we could do some stuff I would not want to be in these main things I wouldn't mind being a writer and creative director when it comes to things but overall seer of, of multiple projects you know what I mean like making sure like deadlines and all this other stuff and you know, like, I would just want to be a writer and director so that way I can help steer it into the right direction when it comes to Yeah. It. But I, I, but good on him for having this love for comic books and, you know, cinemas, you know, I think is very you know, promising. Yeah, but, point. but like, again, you don't want to stretch yourself too thin because at some point you're going to burn yourself out and, we we already a lot of people don't notice, but we're already we for the last few years we have been seeing, we have been watching, so many directors and writers just burned out, just pushing whatever they can, and that's why, and that's another part of why we have so many, you know, nostalgia movies when we don't fucking need them. Yeah, fucking hate a lot of these nostalgia movies. A lot of them, a majority of them, are really fucking bad. They're really fucking bad. But people are like my childhood. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think we'll be looking forward to this movie comes out when it comes out. Again, this it's there's no casting yet whatsoever. I I think we all have. I think us three, we all have faith in James Gunn. I feel like he can definitely pull something off. It's gonna be how he pulls it off. Wait, again, first off, who we cast how he structures the story and how much does he really love Superman? Like, but like, like you said, Nick, it's coming out on his dad's birthday. Like he must have some connection to this, to the character that he's taking on directing, writing and producing in studio head. And also what to give him credit to, I respect this hundred percent too. If this movie fails, it's all on him. You can't say, Oh, the studio yeah. fuck me. You're the studio. All oh, the producers fuck me. <laughs> You're the producer. 
Oh, the yeah. director changes vision, whatever. No, bro, you're, you're the, the you are the you are you everything. Oversee you. everything. You have everything. power. So this he must, is he must be very confident him. in himself. Then he, he really does. And I, he knows that. He knows like, okay, it's all on me. So I'm like, you know what? That's why I'm kind of like, okay, I think I, I think I can I can fool with this guy a little bit. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I respect like how much he's he's putting on himself because it's it feels like he's saying like I'm putting this all on me because I'm trying to let y'all know I'm gonna put my best foot forward. I'm gonna do my absolute best. Like this is how seriously I'm taking this. Because he was even saying like well, as far as um like one of like the themes of the of the Superman of the Superman movie is he wanted Superman to kind of uh, be this. He wanted it to be like Superman has these old school ideals of what's right and what's wrong, but he has these old school ideals in a more modern world. So I'm like, okay, interesting. Interesting. Like, I feel like that's gonna kind of add to the humanity, and like I think that is gonna feel a whole lot like the general idea of Superman that we've gotten from the comics, where it's like you know it, it ties into the whole Boy Scout thing. So I'm like, if he can do that, because we haven't really seen the whole Boy Scout um aspect of his of his character really since like as far as movies go since like maybe like the brandon routh slash christopher reeve movies so it would be cool to see that in this more modern universe and stuff like that and in a, a larger dc universe i would yeah I, I i got faith i got faith in him but yeah. it's my bedtime y'all i got the milk uh in the microwave right now um i'm gonna have to <laughs> About to head off. I got the warm milk and the and the the lemon tea right there. Yeah, with some honey in it. Yeah. Oh man, hope you feel, hope you feel better. I know you you're feeling a little hoarse today, and you were feeling not so great. So hope you feel better, yeah. my man. Uh, Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks for always being one of the best co-hosts, bro. Yeah, it's always fun having you on. It's always fun doing the show with you boys, but. uh uh no thank you nick man again also but feel better for sure feel better that's more important thank you, man. Appreciate we'll it. see you next time my friend you, yes sir love you guys peace i uh, love you brother uh, too, bro. this is peace peace oh man but yeah and also thing another thing too joe is like i think i want to think nick would agree with us on this too is that i don't want to see james gunn direct every movie now and the no, DC. yeah i'm i was with you guys from the very beginning when we talked about it I don't we had a concern where he's, you know, stretching himself to then and directing every single thing. Where it's like, here's the thing. I, I'm glad you want, you have this passion to put every, the, the DC universe on a, on a good course, you know, and, and a good direction. I, yeah. I'm glad because, you know, me and you have been talking about this for, so many long years. time dude so many failures and just so many like oh my god i'm so upset you know my passion for dc oh, i yeah, love dc comics more than anything they're a lot better than marvel if you fucking think i'm wrong go fucking mm. anyways <laughs> uh no, because comic book wise, like DC is so much better when it comes to such compelling stories. You know, like I felt like DC, the characters are a bit more humane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Besides Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man and DC way. are about level. <laughs> They're about the same level. Because honestly, Spider Man, man, that guy goes through so much. Anyways, so much shit. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we'll when it comes comes to mortality and power and mm -hmm. responsibilities and everything that comes with it, uh, so it's like 
have I have half a hope. I'll say that I have half a hope. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that can go wrong with this. I don't want to be like everything's fixed. Movies and shows are all gonna be. Da, 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 da. I'm not gonna say because yeah. I can't. I'm gonna have half a hope. I'm gonna be like, there is a possibility that this can go well, but we need to steer in the right direction. Good directors, good, good writers. You know what I mean, and good actors for this, and and a good way to lay out their stories. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want this. I don't want this. Like, I, I'm okay with them not doing their, like, oh, here's my origin story. But I don't want. <sighs> I guess, but I don't want a Batman I cannot recognize. Yeah. No, I, you know I, what I, I mean? Don't worry. I, I, like, I, I if, you. if, like, anyone can play Batman, but is he truly Batman? You know what I mean? Like, anyone can, 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 can do a Sylvester Stallone voice, but if they do his fucking biography, I want a real Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> like, I, I want to feel this character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Writing and directing can get you so fucking far, but the actors have to be on point too. Everyone has to be of a singular mind. You know what I mean? They have to want this. And, and that's such a big concern. Now, because we had good characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universes, but, like, what's a character I could give shit less? Mantis. I didn't give a fuck about her character. She didn't really feel (laughs) real for a majority of what she was in. You know what I mean? Um, And so on and so forth. You know what I mean? I, 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 I just, I need all these characters to hit. And I don't want to just be watching that and be like, this is okay. I don't want to like it. I don't want to hate it. I want to fucking love it. Yeah, man, that's, that's really, that's, again, that's where it's, it's going to be interesting what he does, you know, going forward. Like I said, man, you're not, again, like I said, it's just, it's the idea of like, he's, this is going to be. This is where you're gonna introduce yourself as who you are as a new as a DC film. as well, but as a studio head, it's your Superman movie. It's gonna be the first movie in your new universe. So you gotta really, you got you gotta really gotta go out with a bang. Okay, start start with a bang because you are now introducing the world to who you are as a studio head. You're Superman and the first movie in your new DC franchise. So it's gotta land, gotta land, and it comes out in 2025. So you gotta you got, you got a few years to go on. We'll see, we'll see, but again, I agree with you. Said I agree with you. Said I'm again. I I actually prefer DC more than Marvel as well. So it's gonna be interesting. We see what's gonna happen next. But anyway, speaking of non DC stuff, this is kind of cool actually. I, I I think you'll probably be on the same page with me. I hope. The, so this is, again a movie that I think you and I both grew up watching all the time. Big part of our childhood. Big Paramount Nickelodeon movie. They're making a Good Burger too, but they're smart about it. They're putting on Paramount Plus and not theaters. I am hyped for this movie. I don't know about you. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I love Keenan and Kel so much. I mean, again, we grew up watching Keenan and Kel, and you know, and then of course Good Burger. These two dudes are just likable guys. Just very, very charming guys as well. And they were on Fallon the other day, and the huge announcement was, "We're doing it on Paramount Plus. We're doing Good Burger too." I, I don't know about you, but I am so hyped for this because I love these guys so much. Are you 
as hyped as I am, I hope. No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> nah. Yeah, oh, you, no. You know, we've talked about this. I'm so exhausted from from movies. I, I love the characters, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? I'm so tired of it though. It's like it's how long since we had Good Burger? Like early two thousand? No, man. I think it's ninety seven. Ninety seven. Bro. Yeah, ninety seven. Like, it's over twenty years. Yeah. What are they gonna do? I I don't want to see Kel's character still working at Good Burger and then, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I love the characters, I really do, but it's like it's so far gone at this point where it's like they're a little too old to do it. You know what I mean? Like what are they? What are the characters up to at this point? You have to do it really well for that, you know? Like, the characters can keep their sort of... But they have to grow up. I'm so tired of watching these movies of these characters, and they're the same exact person after so fucking <laughs> long. You know what I mean? Like, like me, you are, sim- are, are still very similar to how we were when we were younger, but we went through oh, yeah. a lot of changes. You know oh, what I sure, mean? Of course. But Absolutely. the problem with movies is that, like... If we did Home Alone with uh, Macaulay Culkin, his character would still be the exact same shitty kid he was. <laughs> oh, he'll be he'll be a grown you ass know man. What I mean, they they <laughs> grown ass when, <laughs> yeah, he'll be a grown ass man, but still a shitty person. You know what I mean? Like, like it with movies with a lot of movies and universes is that the characters pause as soon as the movie's done and they don't stop. And so when we get the older versions, they're staying person, like Dumb and Dumber. And I understand that because it's, again, Dumb and Dumber. They're playing dumb characters. But it's like even dumb people change. And I'm just sort of, I'm tired of the nostalgia. Like, I really am. But it's like, a lot of these nostalgia factor movies are the same movie, just now they're older. You know what I mean? Like... Like I saw the trailer for ET, and then that I haven't seen shit since because no one gives yeah. a shit. You know what I mean? He lives the in the same whatever. house that he he grew up in, and now he has kids. Like who the fuck cares? Why are you still there? Why did you buy your parents' house? It's not like they made it. It's not like we built this house up. But yeah, it's like you wanted to stay there your whole fucking life and have kids there. Like Jesus Christ. Like, does anyone still have that mentality? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I kind of have. I feel like uh, I want to, but I want to see. To your point, I want to see the characters progress in their lives. I want to see them do the same thing. Maybe, maybe they own the good. They now. progress. If they progress. If they progress. If they progress. Right. If, if, right. But it's like, here's right. the thing: no one has such a like. How many McDonald's workers stayed at McDonald's? Uh, we know quite a few from high school. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's different yeah i mean i mean like they have love for their job so much that they stayed you want stay and work yeah i mean either kel's character either kel's character owns good burger or he's still working the cash register and shit and he's just working a good burger you know what i mean like no offense to character i love the, i love the movie everyone does it's a great movie we all grow fine but it's like damn i'm so tired of these fucking movies when's something <laughs> new Dude, like we're we're getting 
the second part of this movie, the fourth part. Da, 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 da. Fuck, dude. It's fucking new, new. I don't. I'm so tired of seeing these same fucking characters. Like, I love a lot of these characters. I don't want to see them anymore because it's like, dude, when are we getting something new? When are we gonna, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, in 10 years, I don't want them, I don't want to see them reboot fucking Marvel. Uh, but, but you know they will. Disney loves the Marvel. Eventually loves the Marvel. they will, but it's like, dude, like, like, here's the thing, I'll give Star Wars is that they changed a lot of the characters with Rey and Finn. It got fucked with their second movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there, there was a plan. There was no plan for those. We all know there was no. No, there, was, there no plan. was a plan. There was a plan. So with with JJ, he wanted to set in stone and get moving, and then he wanted to see the creativity of the next director. He was like, "I don't want to have sole factor in this. I want someone who has a different vision than me and like change it up in a good way." But the second director, I forget his name, uh, Knives Out, what's his name? Oh, uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson followed fan saying and sadly production, you know, and he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll make something new. And, and then people bitched about his shit because his shit was really bad. You know yeah, what I mean? He, he was supposed was... to progress the characters and made this really long chasing that took weeks <laughs> slash months Random Asian girl, random love, weird, weird love between Ray and and Kylo when reality they're cousins. It, 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 even even uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> but back to what I was saying is that like, there's, it's the same people. I'm tired of it. I don't want to keep watching this shit. You know yeah, what I mean? That's why I was so people's. excited to, to, you know, for, for A Quiet Place when that first came out. Like, dude, I was yeah. so excited for that. And you got me the pre-screen tickets. And, like, I love that because I was new. That was fresh. That was fresh. It was different. That was creative. That was, you know, adding new variations to film when the girl, when the deaf daughter came, the, the sounds disappeared, like. Like that was adding to cinematography universe, like sim, like just the 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 techniques and and how you do it. That's adding to it. These fucking nostalgic movies aren't adding to shit. They're not adding to shit. I don't give a fuck about these movies. I really fucking don't. I really don't. I'm so tired of it. it. How long, how many years is it of nostalgia movies have we been doing? How many years at this point? There's nothing fucking new. Nothing new. Nothing I'm excited for. You're watching trailers. Nick's watching trailers and you guys are getting excited. I'm not getting excited. I'm not like, <laughs> oh my God, this fucking movie looks amazing. I'm just like, ugh, why are you bringing that back? It's 20-plus years since Good Burger came out. 20-plus. I don't yeah. give a fuck at this point. <laughs> I love the movie. I don't give a fuck what the characters are doing. Yeah, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look right now at my upcoming list I'm looking forward to. 
I'm, I'm trying to think right now. Um, so for I have uh, no movies that are coming out where I'm just well, like, I, got I can't. Besides I the D and D movie, and even I've just been there's so many trailers. I oh, show, not show excited way for it. They show way too much. Way um, too much. Not uh, excited for it either. Has a D and D fan, by the way, that just came from D and D. Speaking speaking of D and D, by the way, this, I want I want to plug this out here, maybe for some maybe potential sponsorship down the down the road. Um, if you're if you're looking to see D and D early, this is pretty cool. So to our listeners, um, it was well today. If you were an Amazon Prime member, you could have seen D and D the movie early, which is again really cool. If you see it two weeks before it comes out, which was which was Wait, really cool. I but, could see it right now. What? Could, so it was today. So if you were a Prime, so Prime Amazon Prime. Why didn't you tell me movie. this? I put it on our TikTok. You watch our TikTok. Motherfucker, I haven't been on TikTok. I've been working. <laughs> I'm not on social media. This is, this is, this is your company. Oh. <laughs> kidding. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, hey, tell me. Hey, hey, you hey you're, you're in good luck. You're, wait, Hank, guess what? You're, you're, you're in good luck. You know why? I have a second screening next Sunday at 2 p.m. I have a second screening at 2 p.m. at your local theater. So, everyone listening, if you oh, missed today's screening, fuck. you're working. No, I don't have money. I, it's yeah. all going towards rent <laughs> shit. I'm struggling, my guy. So, um, so there was one today. Amazon Prime had a hosted a screening through D and D, which was really cool. But yeah, but we still got to pay for it. But anyway, there's have they're having beer and luck. They're having more listeners. There's there's two more screenings. There's going to be one next Sunday, March 26th at 2 p.m. at all Regals, AMC, Cinemark, whatever your local theater is. 2 p.m. March 26th, and. If you can't miss, you can't make that one either. No worries. There'll be a third fan screening, which is really cool. Also, at your local cinemas at AMC, Regal, Fandang, uh, uh, Harkins, or Cinemark, whatever, or whatever, or Alamo, whatever your local theater is. That will be Wednesday, March 29th at 7 p.m. That's two days before the movie movie comes out, which again, still pretty cool if you ask me. So, yeah. Yeah, if you missed today's if you missed today's screening, hey, no big deal. You're you're in luck. There's gonna be two more again, March 26, 2 p.m. at your local at all your local movie theaters, as well the the fan event. The fan event screening will be March 29th uh, at 7 p.m. Again, go on Fandango, AMC theaters, Adam tickets, whatever you use for your tickets, you go on there, and there should be seats available. Again, this isn't a sponsor or paid or paid paid ad. I'm just. Trying to throw it out there for our listeners who might be want to see movies early or see the D and D movie early or huge D and D fans like like or players like Joel is. So again, yeah. By the way, D and D, what's up, you guys? You know, we talked about <laughs> talk about the company. Like, oh, uh, you know, big fan for years, been running games. Like, well, not I'm not the DM. I'm more the player. But you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, come on, you're right. Critical role. I love y'all. I'll let your boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for, yeah. Actually, I'm I'm actually working on something through. I'm working on through critical. I can't I can't really say what it is, but uh, um, it's it's uh no. I, I give I give those guys a lot. I give those guys a lot of props for what they do. It's uh um those yeah those guys can talk for longer than us and hours and they're playing D and D and I yeah I from what I've seen from their footage that they, they they're so committed and I really I really admire what they do because. It's it's keeping that professionalism, but also doing it for hours, hours, and hours is again I salute because it's it shows how much that is, this game means to them, but how much they are so invested in it. It's really cool. So yeah, critical role. Shout out to you guys, man. I, I give you guys a lot of props for uh, your uh, enthusiasm of D and D. So yeah, and D and D is great, man. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Too. Um, 
There's one thing I wanted to talk about. Well, I think I think well again. I wanted to bring my John Wick Four review tonight, but I might <laughs> say that for next week's episode because the movie comes out next when we do our new episode this week for John Wick Four. I'll 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 give uh, my review then because I fucking love that movie so much. Um, but um, and, yeah, I, I, I'll I'll save that for now. Um, else too, and also I mean this was kind of cool too that. For some, yeah, I think you might you might appreciate this. This is kind of cool. Tarantino was announced as actually last movie, believe it or not, and he's going. He said he's going to do ten movies, and that's it. That's it. And he's doing his last one, and apparently it's going to be about this movie critic in in L and who lived in L.A. in the seventies, and how she really stood by her opinion. Like she like she fought with like studios, she fought with other producers. Like she really said her mind about these movies. And I'm like, wow, this must be up Tarantino's alley because he can write some fucking killer dialogue for this. Um, let me see why I got the article up right now. But uh, yeah, so it's called The Movie Critic. And let me see. And you know what? For his last movie, go out the bang, right? Go out the bang. And, and people are saying, no, he's going he's gonna to be, he's going to like do a few more movies. And I'm like, no, I think he's pretty set on doing one last one. But I, as a fan of his, I really wish he was doing a lot of like Pulp Fiction or kind of like Reservoir Dogs kind of movie. Um, but yeah, so I have it right here. So it's called The Movie Critic. He said, this is my last movie, and that's it. And it might be directing this fall, which is pretty quick for him. So it's about, yeah, being yeah, how secret he is with his, sto- with his scripts and story. It's um, 70s LA. Yeah, so it's about... Uh, a female critic, movie critic in the seventies, and it's ba- again her name is Pauline Kale or Keel. I want to pronounce her name um, incorrectly, but uh, uh, she was known for her pugnacious fights with editors as well as filmmakers. And apparently, in the seventies, she had a she had a brief she, she had a brief ten uh, brief tenure working as a consultant for Paramount. Uh, and so she just again apparently she loved to like argue with editors and filmmakers. <laughs> And but again, but she apparently she has like just she she saw movies differently than anyone else, and it's how Tarantino is as a filmmaker, as we all know, with Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs and Django Unchained and you know Hollywood, Hateful Eight, Kill Bill of all movies. So to your defense, for your argument a few minutes ago, you're right. We're not we're not seeing new movies anymore. But as you and I, who are both movie fanatics and also movie critics now. I can appreciate Tarantino making a movie about a movie critic as his last movie, especially one about a critic who argued with filmmakers and editors, because I feel like that's up our alley a lot. <laughs> like, you mean like Tarantino's like quitting movies after this? Or... He says he's going to be writing books after this. I, again, I, I don't, he says he wants to do 10 movies, and that's it. I, yeah, I have all his books. I, 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 follow, I watch, listen to his podcast, which is um, the Video Archives. Great podcast, by the way. You can listen to my Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's really, really good. And he says he's going to do 10 movies, and that's the plan. He's going to maybe write some stuff afterwards, maybe write his books, or here and there. But his last movie is going to be about Call the Movie Critic, which honestly, man, you know me, how much I love Tarantino. This sounds great. I feel like he's going to make it. I I sure do. I feel like he's going to make this movie wild because there's no Tarantino movie that doesn't have any kind of like crazy violence or crazy. (laughs) Or feet. Or feet. Or feet. And I I, I think that's what. Or feet, or feet. As we all, if you saw his last movie, What's Put on Time in Hollywood, you can definitely see all the feet in, the, in that movie. But in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he, uh, again, no, I don't want to spoil this movie, I haven't seen it yet, but that movie is very different than his other movies. 
and then you see the very end, and it's fucking Tarantino to the max. <laughs> it's it's literally like it's full on him and his in his style. So I feel like he's gonna bring some in like that, like in Hollywood to this movie. I don't know, maybe she fights with an editor or fights with the filmmaker or <laughs> does something crazy, like almost like Pulp Fiction in a way. Sign me up and again. He makes original. He makes original stuff, and I give him so much credit because no matter what it is, it's original and it's always something fresh. It's always something that we can like talk about for like you know months or weeks or even years. So that's the story that I wanted to talk about today on the show because again, to our listeners, Joel said too. I am one of the biggest Tarantino fans uh, ever. Like I get all his all his books. I, you know, I admire the guy for how 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 his mind works and. His love for movies wow. and some of the cool characters he gave us, whether it's Jewel, Ben Vega and Jules from Pulp Fiction, Cliff Booth and um, Rick Dolan from, you know, his last movie, Hollywood. So, or again, my favorite movie of his is Django and how Jimmy Fox just goes off with uh, Christoph Waltz as um, Charles, what's his name? King Schultz. King Schultz? Yeah, King Schultz is the dentist. So, I don't know. For you and I both talk about, yeah, we don't want to see the same thing over and over again. I hope Tarantino delivers on his last movie because, hey, sign me up. I hope, I hope, he, I hope he knocks it out of the park because he's one of my favorite filmmakers, if not my favorite filmmaker. So, mm. yeah, man. We'll see. Yeah, we'll no, see. definitely. I agree. We'll see, man. We'll see, man. So, I don't know. Well, it's... Yeah, it's not... Nothing confirmed set in stone yet, but all the reports were reporting this, and I, I hope it's something that, hey, we can... Uh, Get excited for it because you never know with Tarantino. He always brings something new. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, like I said, if you if you do want to hear my quick re- four minute review of John Wick Chapter Four, uh, four, I guess uh, no pun intended. Um, uh, four, they'll be on. You can be on our YouTube page, which is youtube.com backslash uh, we have any Productions. Or like I said, look goes on TikTok. I'm doing a lot more TikToks. Done more quick reviews, not not so much reactions, but more like movie updates, TV show updates, news updates, uh, quick reactions or you know, out of the theater reactions or movie reviews. So again, that's TikTok at <laughs> Millie Avenue Productions. So again, you want to see my quick four minute review, John Wick Four? I'll be there. And I'll do my probably full, more full and depth one on next week's show when we when uh, before the movie comes out. So look for it out there. Oh man, um, movie. Hope it does well. Yeah. Hope it does well. Have faith. Are we playing ourselves now? No, no, no we, do, we do our one on ones of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah, our one in ones. Holy shit. Uh, well, okay. Well, explain what our one on ones are, right. as always. Right. So, for new listeners that just decided to hop on a random episode of this lovely podcast of ours, uh, <laughs> Sorry, yawning. Uh, I've been getting used to sleeping at night because I got <laughs> work now. Yeah, I'm professional. Uh. Hey, first off, to our listeners, this, I want to shout out Joel real quick. Joel has been looking for a job for a while now. I want to shout out. I want to give again, man. I'm very proud of you. Joel landed a job at a really cool <laughs> uh, customer Thank service you. firm. So, again, man, props to you, man. We're very proud of you here. Thank you so much. I'm proud of myself and oh, yeah, just be. trying to stay afloat. And just I'm playing a lot of things out. Uh, but, you know, you guys don't need to worry about that. It's nothing uh, big. Uh, anyways, thank you so much. Uh, but the other guy. 
Anyways, our one and ones are when me and Doug, it's usually just me and Doug at the end. Anyways, uh, <laughs> unless they have a special guest. Um, but our one and ones are when me and him decide to pick one movie or in one show that we want to recommend you that we feel is underappreciated. And we feel like more people need to see it. So we're going to recommend it on our show. And hopefully you guys have them to your list, even if it takes you a few years to, you know, watch it. Because I have recommended Doug some shit. Doug has recommended me some shit. And it took us a few years to watch it. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? Uh, I thought that was amazing. It wasn't as hyped about as they were, but, you know. It took me a few years. For Doug, it took <laughs> a, a place beyond the pines. And we've talked yeah, about this on, on earlier podcast episodes. You know, this fucker took so fucking long to watch that shit. And he regretted it. <laughs> he regretted it. To this day, man, I still regret it. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, that is one and ones. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? After you, my friend. Please. Uh... <sighs> I'll start. I've been watching a lot of movies recent, nor have I been watching shows. <laughs> uh, uh, I, all right, a show that's I'm pretty sure done now on Netflix is uh is the good girls and it's an interesting show i really like the concept it's very new it was very new and really good actors real good story uh so it's about these three women that for you know they have uh life is very difficult and uh you know they're, they're friends and one of them works at a supermarket so they were like, we're going to rob it. And so they did. By the way, this is all episode one shit. So don't be like, you ruined it. Uh, so they did. And it turns out that a gang was uh, money laundering through that store. And so <laughs> the gang finds these three women and was like, you work for us now. And so these three women who are all mothers who are all not really criminals you know what i mean who who you know who are just trying to survive their life and stay afloat start working for criminals and start trying to i don't want to ruin the, the shit uh, <laughs> just try to figure their way out to pay back these criminals but also quick book on the side for themselves so it's really interesting really great really good actors um i forget their names but the women are really good uh and it's just overall just really good and for the women if you're just like this is whatever probably male fan service it's really not it tackles some difficult things uh, uh, to get y'all more interested, Matthew uh, Lillard is in it. Gorgeous, gorgeous, Great actor. and who we all love. Has <laughs> so, if, if that should be enough for y'all, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's good, girls. It's on Netflix. All 
however many seasons they have. I'm only on season two. I, I watch it slowly. Um, let's see. Uh, I believe all uh, Riddick, Pitch Black, Riddick. Oh yeah, whatever. Vin Diesel uh, is all on Netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, all, all three movies are all on Netflix now. And well, me and you grew up watching that. <laughs> I'm you, pretty sure oh, I'm the yeah. one that put you on it, too, actually. Yeah. Uh, you put me? Yeah. You, I think you did when we were like in the like seventh, eighth grade. I remember that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And those are interesting fantasy movies. It's a Vin Diesel movie. Yes. He's young and older Vin Diesel as he's gone through. But it's really good character, really dope. So it's about this space criminal. We don't know what he's really done. Hold on, sorry. Uh, but he is uh, very notorious and very sought after and so uh, the ship that he's being um, transported on has a criminal that is captured crashes on a uh, planet and so he breaks out and the survivors are like look you help us get off and he won't turn you in and he's like all right cool and so he starts helping them uh, it's a lot of death very yeah it's but brutal. really good it's brutal it can be very brutal but really good and like if you like like sci-fi movies that are very like dark not super dark but like like <laughs> it, literally it gets really dark uh, yeah, but uh, it's really cool, really interesting the way he uh, he is as a character, um, and just the development throughout the story. I, I think it's really cool. So uh, definitely, uh, they're all on Netflix. So highly suggest all of them. The first one is Pitch Black, and then the others are just called Reddick. You can find them on Netflix. They were just at not too long ago. So go give them a watch. It's a really great uh, series, uh, movie series. So yeah, yeah. I like that third one a lot. Actually, I like that third. The, the third most one was one. a really good one. Yeah. That was one very back. good. Uh, and I think Batista's in that third one, right? Yeah, he is. Oh shit! Yeah. And also, um, what's her name? I'm blanking her name right now. She plays uh, she plays Bo Katan, and um. Mandalorian oh, also in that movie. Yeah. Katie, Katie Sackhoff, man, who plays Boca I've been trying to recognize where she was from, Bokatan. I was like, man, Bo-Katan, that's fantastic. man. From, from so Mandalorian. Oh, I don't know why, beautiful. but I find her very beautiful, man. She she does very a lot of beautiful. other movies as well. I've seen her, and she's very beautiful, yes. So, yeah, no, great actors, man. Great overall actors. Some actors, not gonna lie. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's there. You'll see big faces that you recognize in some of these early movies, you know. So sort of like, so sort of like seeing uh, like a young uh, Paul Rudd or young, uh, <laughs> you know, Paul Walker and shit. I don't know why I'm yeah. on Pauls, right now, but you know, all the Pauls, <laughs> all Pauls, any Paul movie, <laughs> any movie with Paul Pauls in it. <laughs> Paul Blart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to copy you, actually, because the movie that was on Netflix now, I think it's a very, very underrated movie that you and I saw years ago. And on Netflix, this new Netflix this week came out, came out almost 10 years ago. No, it came, came, came out 10 years ago. 
it's like it's an action comedy called Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg oh, and Denzel Washington. That was a great one. Yeah, that this movie is so underrated. So underrated. So underrated. It's so fu- this movie has everything. It's like it's has a great twi- a great mystery to it. It's funny as hell, and the action's really good. And I don't want to spoil too much of the twist, but or the reveal, whatever. But it's like these two. There are two criminals basically. They rob a bank in this small town. And uh, and both of them are working for the government. One one's working for the D. One's working for like uh, the DEA, and I think the other one's working for like naval intelligence, whatever. But they both don't know that. But they're, they're both assigned to become these guys to become, to become their um, their partner in crime, to become criminal partners, whatever. And they rob this bank, and they were both set up, and they and they, but then they both figure it out like they're both working for like the the government, and they had no idea. And now the government's after them, and and they rob from the wrong they rob from the wrong person. I don't I want to say who they rob from, but they rob from the wrong person. And now there's a huge, huge the cartels after them, like the government's after them, and now they must work together to like find out who like did them dirty. And they can't stand each other now because they because now they know that their true identity. But it's really funny. And Denzel and Mark Wahlberg are, are having so much fun this movie. They have some really funny one liners here and there, and, and really funny dialogue. Um, yeah, it's very underrated. Underrated it came out. It came out 2013. It's new to Netflix this week. It's called Two Guns. Denzel and Mark Wahlberg. It's a very, 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 very fun action movie. Again, Juwan saw it opening weekend, and we loved it because it was like, oh, this was, it, was, it, was, it was so much fun. It was Denzel good and Mark Wahlberg have a have a good uh, have good chemistry. chemistry. They really do. So it, they, it works really well. They did really good on it. It looks really well. It's super, super funny. It's super funny, and again, the action's really good. So, yeah, two guns on Netflix, like uh, like the Riddick movies were, as Joel mentioned. And for my show this week, that's a good question. I feel like I've been watching kind of the same stuff on TV. Um, I, want, I got a show I recommend. Um, if you're a big Office Space fan like I am, or like, if you like kind of like... Uh, Kind of raunchy, nerdy kind of humor. Um, it's a show called Silicon Valley on HBO Max. It's one of my all-time favorite shows. It has um, people like Kumail Nanjani before he blew up as a big actor. Um, uh, TJ, TJ Miller before he blew up as an actor as well. He's kind of like still kind of the comedian guy. Uh, Thomas Middleich uh, as well as uh, Martin Starr. It was kind of like blew up as a child actor, but now kind of just like now as an adult actor. Uh, he it's yeah, it's about yeah, if you know Mike Judge who did Idiocracy and um, Office Space and King of the Hill is also his. Um, it's about these guys who work in the work in Silicon Valley in California. They work in they work in the they work in the tech industry, and but however, they're trying to build this like software algorithm for their like for their for, for a company around a software al- software algorithm regarding music and music pitches whatever again i think that's what the, the apple was called pied piper um but it's so funny if you it's very nerdy but the humor is very raunchy a lot of f-bombs smoking drinking stuff like that but they're all like very 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 smart guys and tj miller plays like their landlord slash kind of like investor in their company and it's super funny there's like six good seasons uh, the first four are hilarious five and six are five and six are pretty good too but the first four are like so so funny um, I love that show so much. Yeah, it's called Silicon Valley. Um, again, very nerdy. It, it's kind of like the movie The Internship a little bit, but like has way better writing, if you ask me. Again, both Internship. I love Vince Vaughn. I love Owen Wilson. But uh, the Silicon Valley is kind of like more of an adult version of 
um, more, more grown-up version of um, the internship as well. But it's super, super funny. Again, six good season. If you're a Mike Judge fan, as I am, it's really, really funny. So, yeah, my show this week is going to be Silicon Valley. And my movie this week is going to be Two Guns, which I hope you both... I highly recommend both of them because they're super good content. And it's very both of them are very entertaining. Yeah, I think that's my one-on-one of the week, my friend. Do you want to close us out, as you always do? Uh, you already uh, plugged yourself, I guess. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I have an Instagram now that you guys can follow. There it's, we go. Uh, the, oh, it's the OG Cuban Rican, uh, basically my Twitch uh, handle as well. Um, so you can go there. Uh, we have to add my Twitch to a link tree, by the way. I did. <laughs> you it's did. There. You did. Oh, yes, sir. So my, my Twitch it's is right in the there. link tree as well. Yeah. So my Instagram and my Twitch are on the link tree. So if you guys just don't want to search up my name, they're both on the link tree. I've been streaming. Uh, I haven't posted on the Instagram yet, but I will post eventually when I'm feeling more confident. Because, you know, I haven't really had much to post about personally when it comes to myself. Uh, I do probably plan it to mainly be like probably clips from my streams and and me gaming. We'll see. Uh, I haven't really done much gaming wise to like post on it. But yeah, uh, the OG Cuban Rink in in the link tree, both of my uh, Instagram and Twitch. So yeah. Um,. All right, let's close this out. Uh, thank you for joining us on this verbal join uh, journey. Sorry. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this verbal journey of rambling, uh, deep and not so deep conversations, uh, complaints, and just overall good times, opinions. Um. You know, uh, I hope you join us again on this journey every time we post an episode. We really do have a giant passion for films, uh, entertainment industry, and uh, overall just, you know, uh, film and TV shows. And so we really want to talk to you guys about this and just talk through everything, whether it's new or old. And hopefully we can either broaden your horizon you know and give you guys new ideas of things or give you guys something to talk about or complain about and you guys can direct that towards us uh again we're very very thankful for the listeners that we have um you know so yeah uh my name is joel uh our co-host Nick, who's already gone to bed, that old fuck, and Doug here, all really appreciate it. We hope to see you guys next week. Alright, have a good night, or a good morning, or a good day at work. Whenever the, you listen to us, hope you're having a good time. What's the uh, Truman Show thing? He goes, good morning, Truman. He goes, in case I don't see you, good, good, good oh, yeah. evening, good, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Thank you guys. Again, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, you join us again next week.